Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by the Cause Marketing Forum and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at CauseUpdate.com and SelfishGiving.com. Now on to today's episode. This is Joe Waters, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Cause Talk Radio. On the line with me right now is Megan Strand. Megan? Aloha, Joe. I know. Aloha. (laughs) I know. It really is. And the reason why we're exchanging alohas with each other is we have uh, Buddy Teaster, who is the CEO of Souls for Souls on the line. And not only is Buddy joining us today, but he's joining us from Hawaii. Okay, because the guy is on vacation. What dedication. Thank you so much, buddy, for being with us. Aloha. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, you got to, like a drink with like an umbrella in it or a flower or something like that. And It's 6 a.m. here. No umbrella <laughs> drink yet. No. Not till 8 a.m. I know, I know. Hey, well, thanks, buddy, so much for uh, being with us. We really do appreciate uh, you taking time out on your vacation, and we hope you're having a great, uh, safe time. And, and look forward to getting you back here in the States at some point. But what we want to talk about now is we want to talk about Souls for Souls, your organization. And I was hoping that before we talk about the cause marketing that you folks do, we could start by talking a little bit about what Souls for Souls does. Because Megan and I both know for sure but not all our listeners uh, may know. Could you share that with us? Yeah, sure. I'd love to. Um, we have a pretty simple mission. We are a social enterprise committed to reducing poverty by the collection distribution of shoes and clothes. Mm-hmm. And we do that in two ways. So we last year collected about 4 million pairs of shoes, for example, new and used. About half were new and half were used. And about half of those we give away to people in need, including after a natural disaster. And about half we sell to people in the developing world, and they resell as a way to make a living. So we try to take both a short-term approach to people who need help right now and a long-term approach to help people get out of poverty, you know, not just for themselves, but for the next generation. Do you you collect any type of used shoes? Like sometimes shoes look really bad. Do you still take those? Yeah, maybe we do. Um, And that's part of our sort of environmental commitment. We think we have a an interesting role of play in that. Um, every year in this country, we throw away about 4 billion pounds of textiles, mm-hmm. which includes shoes and clothes, and less than 15% gets recycled. So everything that we can pull out, we can find a home for. So about 1% to 2% of that ends up being recycled because it's right. not usable, but we take it. And we take everything from cowboy boots to cleats to high heels to running shoes to you name it. Um, and we find a home for everything. Did wow. you hear that, Joe? They'll take your high heels. They'll take my high heels. I'll have to get rid of them, but I'm not potting with my high heels, that's for sure. Size 13 <laughs> high heel market is very niche. Wow, <laughs> yeah, I would imagine it would be. No, so, uh, buddy, do you have to have a, I mean, uh, uh, how big of an organization are you that you can do this stuff? Because it sounds like it can be labor-intensive, this type of yeah. work. Or do you have uh, either nonprofit partners or business partners that you work with to actually process all these shoes? Yeah, the answer is a little bit of all of that. You know, we, we have a relatively small team. We have about 35 people, mm-hmm. and 25 in Nashville, and about 10 people in our warehouse in Alabama. And we process almost all the shoes with that team. Wow. However, on the distribution side, there's no way. Um, since Souls for Soul started in 2006, we've distributed shoes in about 127 countries. Oh, my gosh. And so 
Yeah, so with that reach, it is really important for us. And we have about a thousand not for profit, mostly not for profit partners <clears throat> around the world that we use to distribute suits. And so, uh, and a lot of those same organizations might collect and then they wind back, often wind back up at our warehouse in Alabama where they get processed and then partnerships back out as well. So, really important for us. I have a really sort of tangential question, but I'm so curious now mm. that you're talking about I know about what the you're going to ask. Go ahead. Oh, good. I hope you do. What's, is there any overlap with TOMS mm. in, exactly. in some of these countries? Probably the number one question. Um, really? So Gosh, I thought I was so yeah. original here. <laughs> well, I mean, look, TOMS has been genius on mm-hmm. the marketing front, right? They, sure. really, they created this industry in a way, or this niche. Um, we work with Skechers and their Bobs program so we work in a way with tom's competitor but we're we, both organizations are doing the same thing and that is this buy one give one as a way to help um, provide a pair of shoes to people in need and so there are some cases where we show up and people have had um tom's shoes mm-hmm. but it doesn't happen a lot um there's so much need megan that it's yeah even if we overlap it's, it's not like somebody says hey i just got a pair that doesn't happen Right. Okay. Um, but we certainly have gone into communities where people have said, hey, you know, Tom's was here 18 months ago and we're, you know, our kids are grown and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it right. does happen, mm-hmm. but not very often. Got you, it. I was, yeah, I was just thinking on the giving side. You know what I see, though? I see Tom's is actually in, and I bet you see it this way too, buddy. It's a great thing for your organization because they are doing a great job educating people about the shoe issue. And so, I mean, you know, they're kind of the vanguard, in, you know, in terms of their popularity, in terms of the, them being out in front. But it makes, I think, your job um, much more important and much easier in some ways that you don't have to educate people about what you're doing. You know, one of the things, Joe, and I, I, I'm going to build on that because I agree with you. I think mm-hmm. Tom's has creative awareness that wasn't there, you know, 10 years ago. But the other thing, and it's one of the things I love about Souls for Souls is, and I don't come from this shoe business, so this was new to me. I'm, a, I'm still stunned at how deep and personal connection to shoes is for everybody. Mm. And so, you know, a seven-year-old girl, this happens all the time, seven-year-old, she says, I'm having a birthday party. Don't bring presents, bring shoes. She can help. We have, seven, we have 70-year-olds who travel with us. We have giant corporations who collect shoes. There's a way for everybody to plug in because of the awareness. You know, all you have to do is spend one day without shoes to really be reminded how important it is in this country yep. where it's relatively safe. But if you know, if you think about what that would might be like in Haiti or Honduras or Tanzania, a pair of shoes might be the difference between an education and not. Might be the difference between not getting some parasite and not. So yeah. we'll really just sort of get it. And that's one of the I think beauties of Souls for Souls. Let's talk a little bit about your corporate partnerships, because that's certainly something that Joe and I are both pretty passionate about. And you've got some really interesting case studies. Can you tell us about StrideWrite? Yeah, StrideWrite, we've partnered with them a number of times. Last year was probably our most successful. They are a terrific partner. Um, And, you know, one of the things, Megan, that when we say that we're social enterprise, we think hard about how we earn our income, right? So we earn about half of our income through selling shoes to people in need mm-hmm. in our travel program. And the other half, we split about evenly between traditional philanthropy and cause marketing. Mm-hmm. And so we think ourselves as a business partner, not a charity partner. Right. And so Stride Right, we were very clear about how can we help you with your business. And so it has been really great for us, and I know Stride Right's been happy, to see the results, both in-store, online, 
with awareness, engagement in social media. And the result of that campaign that we did uh, late in 2014 was they collected in a month 80,000 pairs of shoes. Which, wow. And their goal was 25,000. So they blew it out of the water. So can you just describe the, what, what exactly you asked consumers to do with that, with that campaign? Sure. So Stride Right to create the campaign where if you run in a pair of shoes, you get a discount. And they marketed that through social media, direct mail, and email, mm-hmm. and display advertising. So a lot of online, not just social media. And they saw they saw results they were looking for in all the channels, especially in e-commerce, which I think was a little bit surprising to them. Because um, e- you know, e-commerce, they on. had to like send shoes in, right? Exactly. So you think about that. They that was pretty stunning to them. But the results of getting people in their stores is ultimately what they wanted, and. You know, to get 80,000 pairs of shoes in a month, that really happened. Um, so it was, you know, um, display ads in the windows. So there was a lot of awareness just walking by. Mm-hmm. Um, the direct mail and email was very effective also. But for them, it was, but their customer is a woman who has kids who are growing. Right. Shoes are all, they always have all these shoes, right? What do I do with them? <laughs> and so to give them a way to get a discount, to do something with these shoes besides stack them up and wonder what in the world am I going to do with them? It really connected with our customer, and I think that was the most important thing for Stride. Right, it, it really meant something to the mom coming in to buy those shoes. Hmm. Well, and I don't, I don't know about you, Joe, but with my kids, I'm like, oh my gosh, your shoes don't fit anymore. Like, I, I could be literally walking by Stride Right and being like, we're gonna take these shoes on your feet and yeah. donate them and get you a new pair. Like, and they're like brilliant. brand new. That's the thing is like, you know, you're you're turning in in most instances like a good yeah, quality shoe, especially yeah. with your kids. Uh, you know, I think that's so interesting. But you know what I think, Buddy and Megan, too, which is so important here, is we're seeing the power of charity plus incentives to yes. motivate consumers, you know, in the sense of, this is a good thing. This is a good thing for a charity, but it's also good for me in that I'm getting something out of this. I'm getting a coupon. And, you know, we find again and again that when we see these incentive-based uh, programs, whether they're, you know, Shake Shack and No Kid Hungry or someone else, uh, they tend to work very well. You know, one of the things, back to Tom's and Bob's, you know, they've created this awareness of, and, and lots of other companies, Bobby Parker, have since expanded this model. People are going to buy things. We live in a very consumer-driven society. Mm-hmm. Yep. But if there's a way to... And so I just think now, you know, that's... Whether you're 70 or 15, I have an 18-year-old and a 13-year-old, they are totally aware of, if I buy this, this happens. Right. In a way that certainly, you know, I'm 51. Like, are you kidding me? That never occurred <laughs> to me. Yep. So it is... And, and I think now those moms are, you know, 30. They're, they're the beginning yeah. of that millennial piece. I know you guys have talked about that. It's, if you don't have it, it's a, it's a negative. It's not just a well, nice to have. It's increasingly, if you, don't, if you aren't tied some way to making the world better, you're at a disadvantage. So yeah. I think Stride Right has really tapped into that in a very smart way. Well, but they've tapped into it, but it makes business sense, too. Like the exact example I just gave, you know. You could be walking by Stride Right, have no idea the campaign exists, see this campaign and be like, oh, duh, you know, my kid needs new <laughs> shoes. I turn this in, get a 25, 20% off coupon. And oh, by the way, maybe I'll get a 20% coupon to Little Gym at the same time. I mean, it's really a no brainer for the consumer. Mm-hmm. And that's the piece. Like it has to make sense for everyone all the way around. It can't yeah. just, it can't just be that social piece. Yeah. And you know, that's the thing I think too, is that we will really see cause embedded in just about everything. And I think... Uh, consumables are obviously a natural, um, but I think we're seeing it in a lot of other areas 
things too. I mean, um, at ACCP in Nashville just last week, I was talking about how uh, B2B uh, can be involved more in uh, in cause marketing and that it's not limited to just consumer comp- uh, companies. And we're definitely seeing that. Yeah. Well, that's what we think, um, you know, we're now, we're starting to think more about what we can offer as a way to engage employees as well. Good for you. And so, yep. we're, so we're finding exactly what you said. It's not so much B2B, but mm-hmm. internally to, yep. to bigger companies. They're saying, this is a way that we can engage all of our employees. It's not about money. Everybody's got shoes in the closet. And, and you know, no surprise, a lot of employees are really responding to something that they can make a difference, that they're not to come out of their pocket for it. And, you know, one more time. And it's a, people get that this is better being used than thrown in the trash. Mm. Let me me ask you a question on the StrideRight partnership. So do you come into a partnership like this and say, okay, here's how we're going to do this 360 degrees, or do you say, here's the concept, how can you execute it? Because this is pretty robust. I'm looking at your case study. You've got all sorts of channels activated around this campaign, which does not always happen in cause campaigns. No. Sometimes it's like the stepchild. Yeah. This is um, kind of the ideal, Megan. It's totally the ideal. Like, yeah. So how, how do you do that? Like, is that is that something you bring to the company? So it, 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 with StrideWrite in particular, it was a little bit of both. The team at StrideWrite was unbelievable. I mean, I think sometimes we feel like we're 10 steps ahead of totally. our business partner. At StrideWrite, we, we were barely keeping up. Um, mm. They have a great team. They're really smart. Um, they have a, in the last year they have a new president who has brought a ton of energy and focused back on their on their core consumer. Mm-hmm. And so we came in with a handful of ideas and they turned that into ten times the ideas. Got so it. the robustness they brought um, and their ability to track it and measure it was one of the best we've ever seen. Well, you know so, why? Because they're they're based in Boston. They're right outside Boston, <laughs> Cambridge. I mean, I was come on. That has to do I mean, with what? You know, they're, they're wicked smart. I mean, let's... It's it's all about how Massachusetts invented America here, buddy, you know? So, but I won't, I won't continue with that. Every episode, we gotta so. do this. <laughs> Once a time, if you don't say wicked smart, you have to say redo it. The whole thing is my guess. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so... So we, you know, the, the good news for us is because we work with so many different kinds of partners, big and small, we bring lots of ideas. The Stride Right team really dialed it up. It was, mm-hmm. um, it's a, and the good news for us uh, to be continued is because they want to really expand our relationship next year. They, they saw big success in the one month. They think that there's more that they can do year round. So we're gonna we're in actively exploring that right now. They thought it was a good fit, and we were thrilled. That's fantastic. Good. What about Puma? That was another case study that you had shared with us. Can you talk a little bit about that one? Yeah. You know, Puma, we had also worked with before. Um, they had in the past really focused on collecting shoes in store. And for a lot of retailers, that can be a hassle. I mean, I want to be really clear about that. Collecting 80,000 pairs of shoes, that's yeah. right, right, did. Um, there's a lot of logistics around that. And yeah. it's probably one of our, our tougher problems. So Puma said, you know, we have these small footprint stores. We don't, and we spend a lot of money shipping stuff. Let's not do that. Let's put all that money to work to help people. And so they took a much more of approach of a, uh, if you make a donation at checkout, you get a discount right at the counter. Mm-hmm. Or um, that was in the full price stores. In the other channels, it was a bounce back coupon. And they saw tremendous results because, you know, back to the consumer piece, I mean, if I give a dollar now, I get 20% off. I mean, the math is so compelling. Right that people it happened yeah. in, in three weeks so um even in less time they generated more than a hundred thousand dollars in direct donations mm-hmm. 
That's great. Yeah, and, you know, because I think it's that one-two punch, too. I think it's a a good charity cause-related ask at the register, followed by an incentive, and I think that's very uh, irresistible to consumers. And they did a great job, I think, Puma. You know, look, they're a branding company. They get this. But they did a great job. They The campaign is called Kicks for a Cause. Mm-hmm. So they did a lot of in-store advertising around that. They did email and social media as well. Um, so it had a great look. We created special collection boxes. Even though they weren't used that much, they were. They looked great in the store. Um, so I think they really put a marketing spin. And the thing that we did at Puma that we were really excited about is how we engaged their in-store employees. Mm-hmm. So our team at Souls for Souls split up all the Puma stores, and we called every store manager and said, hey, I'm Buddy from Souls for Souls. Here's who we are. Just want you to understand what you're asking for, how much we appreciate it. So Puma gave us direct access. And oh, that's great. And that turned out to, to make a big difference because we got a lot of feedback from the store managers and other associates that it was that call that made it them more comfortable asking for the donation to yeah, check out. Right? Because right. that's, that's where, that's where right. it sinks or swims. Yeah. And and the benefit to them, other than helping um, with a good cause, was uh, they have a couple different st- store tiers based on volume. And two employees from each of those tiers was going to win a trip to Jamaica with us to do a travel program where we distributed shoes in Jamaica. Oh, that's cool. So, so, there, so there was an incentive there for the employee. They understood how it was connected to what they were doing. And, of course, the, the Soul for Souls cause they got, their shoe company, we're helping. So it all kind of made sense. Mm-hmm. And it got tremendous response from their employees, which, you know, we were very happy about. Yeah. That's, you know, um, buddy, one of my favorite programs between Puma and Souls for Souls was actually uh, about five years ago. I was wandering around Newberry Street in Boston, and uh, it was the weekend of the Boston Marathon. So you can, like, all mm-hmm. imagine, like, how packed it was and stuff like that. And I went by a Puma store, and there was a treadmill in the window. And there was someone running on the treadmill, and she was waving at everyone and stuff like that. And there was a sign on the window and outside the door that said that for every mile you run on the treadmill, Puma is going to donate money and shoes to Souls to Souls for Souls. And uh, and I thought that was a great promotion. You know what I mean? And uh, when I went into the store, yeah. people were excited about it. you could log in and stuff. I mean, it was like probably one of those special one-time things, you know, that they did and stuff like that. But I thought it was a great way to get people's attention because you had such a running community and you had all these people downtown. I mean, they had like a list a mile long of people who wanted to get in an extra mile on the treadmill uh, in the display window. And I just thought that was a, a great promotion. And, you know, I love, like, experiential cause marketing when you do, yeah. you do things in store like that. And I wrote about that in two books. I wrote about that in Cause Marketing for Dummies, uh, which was around 2011. And then I wrote it in my uh, latest book, Fundraising with Businesses, because I wanted to include it. But I just love that example of, uh, of Puma in Souls for Souls. That's a great story. Puma has been a long-time great partner. Yeah. So- I've only been at Souls for Souls two and a half years. I didn't even know that story, so that's mm. great to hear. <laughs> yeah, I'll You're include the, your book. Joe. Well, you, well, you know what I'll do is I have the I have the post in my blog. I'll send you a link to it so you can check it out and stuff like that. But it was just a really that's fun great. promotion because you know that's the thing too is like you have to get people thinking creatively about these programs too, and especially at the store level uh, in terms of yeah. what can work and you know what's fun, what's interesting. You know, it's kind of funny. Um, uh, on a separate note, I was talking 
talking with someone with Starbucks last week, and we were talking about leprechaun lattes. And that used to be a big promotion here in the Northeast. When you bought a latte, a green latte, around St. Patrick's Day, five cents would go back to uh, an organization here in New England. And uh, and I said, gee, I really missed that program. I thought it was so clever and nice. And she said, Joe, it, you know, the, the employees hated it because making green lattes <laughs> is kind of a pain in the butt. <gasps> It's it's messy, you know, with the food, you know, so and it was like it just dawned on me, though, like, oh, you know, like now I get it, you know, and and it's true, though, you got to choose something that not only resonates with the consumer, the customer, but it has to resonate with the employee, too, because they're the ones that have to pitch it. Exactly. And that's one of the things that we in our um, assessment at the program with Stride, right, was the shipping part was a problem. So one of the things um, when we talked is how can we streamline this? So we'll come up with some ideas for the next campaign to mm-hmm. make that less stressful for them. Because you it, mean the shipping from the stores? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I look. There's an example that um, from we did last year, which was totally kind of out of left field for us. It was a tire company mm-hmm. based in Cincinnati, and they were expanding uh, into Nashville, and they wanted to do some things around their grand opening. And like a tire store, we kind of scratching our heads, but like they. I'm sure we'll figure something out. Mm-hmm. So they did a thing where if you buy a pair of shoes, you got $25 off a tire, and you could do that for up to four tires. And they collected in a month, they collected about 20,000 pairs of shoes, and they only did $10,000. Wow. Which, and they had their best, they run, the, they run a similar campaign a year before without a cost component. The numbers were off the chart. They acquired so many new customers. They're like, we cannot wait to do this again. Oh, that's, that's great. The thing that worked is yep. they have a central distribution center, so mm-hmm. they have trucks going around uh, every day to deliver tires. Yep. Smart. They picked up the shoes, bought them to one spot. It was so easy for them. Yeah. Well, that's so ideal. That's a, about, yeah. 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 How, you know, do you have a distribution center? How can we leverage some of their infrastructure so that it, it's a plus, not a minus? Yeah. Oh, I really mean, smart. we used to even do yeah. that, um, buddy. When we used to do pinup programs here in Boston, where I worked, um, you know, we would love when there would be a central distribution place like that because then you could even get pinups to stores regularly because then you could just put it on the truck that was going out that day to deliver stuff to the store. Whereas if you had a yeah. store system where it was kind of like you know they were basically using mail, uh, you know, in UPS right. and stuff like that it's a little bit more complicated and expensive uh to do something like that so we definitely would target stores like that yeah so what what looking forward what's in store for souls for souls so we have a commitment our board just met at the end of 2014 we want to double our impact in the next three years Mm -hmm. so that that means a lot of things for us but the focus on collecting more shoes and clothes at the top of the list. I mean, the, we could triple what we collect. If we did that overnight, it would be gone just mm-hmm. as fast. The, the demand for this is on the free and on the on microenterprise side is unbelievable. So we have a real focus on how to expand geographically. We have a lot of great U.S. partners. We're not partnering with their European arms, for example. We have distribution um, and warehousing now set up in Europe and Canada. Mm-hmm. So geographically, we're focused on expanding. Um, we're also trying to figure out how, and we think this is actually a giant opportunity on the cause marketing front. One of the things that we haven't figured out yet, we think we maybe have an answer, is how do we create micro-enterprise opportunities here in this country? We're going to do a great job in developing people. Um, and we know that most of the shoes and clothes that we will need to collect will come from here. Mm-hmm. So we're at the very beginning stages of creating uh, business opportunities for veterans to collect shoes and clothes. Ah. So that, that meets our needs. And, you know, the, 
unemployment rate for veterans is off the charts. Mm-hmm. This is a, it's a shame. I mean, we should be embarrassed right. that we don't do a better job there. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the, and it's a, and it's a real business opportunity. It's not a job. It's a chance for them to grow something. So we're trying to figure out how do we create, how do we stay true to our mission of reducing poverty, which also includes this country, by creating business opportunities. So we think there are a lot of businesses who will want to align with supporting veterans. Um, so we think there's a big opportunity there. And the other thing that is just getting on our radar is how do we address some public health issues? Mm-hmm. We know, for example, that in a lot of the developing world in particular, having a pair of shoes can make it, life and death is maybe a little too dramatic, but mm-hmm. not too much. And there are some diseases that are almost totally preventable by wearing shoes. How mm-hmm. do we get more involved in that? Um, so those are some big things for us. How do we create more opportunity here at home? How do we collect more shoes and clothes so we can meet the demand? And how do we help with uh, public health? And underneath all that is even the stuff out of landfills is good for everybody. Right. Yeah. So those are kind of our four big things. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, well, that's that's a, fascinating. You know, the first thing, too, I think, buddy, one of the things we've got to work on is in, in the Pacific Northwest where Megan oh, lives. Geez. There are so many hippies out there who don't wear shoes. <laughs> and I think, we, I, I think we need to ship some shoes there. How are you done? Post-haste. <laughs> and so I don't, I, don't, I don't have to break this to you, but the Pacific Northwest is shoe central for so much of what we yeah. do. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> you ever heard of a little company called Nike? Yeah, you know why? Because they don't wear them out there. That's why they have so many of them. <laughs> <laughs> they, all, they all go someplace else, right? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, buddy, this has been so, so fantastic. If people want to find out more about Souls for Souls, how might they do that? Sure. So there are a couple of ways. We're very active on social media. So it's uh, Souls for Souls on Facebook at Souls for Souls on Twitter. Um, and our website is S-O-L-E-S, the number four, S-O-U-L-S dot O-R-G. And I'm also happy to engage with anybody personally. So on Twitter, I'm B Keister, T-E-A-S-T-E-R. And uh, LinkedIn, Buddy Keister, happy to engage there as well. Excellent. And we'll include those links in the show notes. Thank you. Joe, where can people find you online? Well, they can barely find me, as you know, Megan and Buddy, but they can find me on Selfish Giving, of course. They can find me on Twitter, at Joe Waters, and be sure to check out my cause marketing Pinterest boards on Pinterest.com, front slash Joe Waters, and I have a whole board dedicated to just collection drives, and I'm sure I have a couple examples there of Souls for Souls, and I'm actually going to go in and make sure I add a couple things, Um, but this has been great. And Megan, what about you? Uh, Where can people find you? I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCMF. And also, you can find show notes for today's show at Joe's blog, of course, SelfishGiving.com, as well as CauseUpdate.com. So be sure to check out the full show notes, because if you're just listening on audio, you're missing out on some Absolutely. really great additional yep. information. Um, you can also find Cause Talk Radio on iTunes, of course. So we do ask you to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And on behalf of Buddy and Joe and myself, we'd like to thank you for joining us of this episode of Talk Radio, and we'll talk to you next time.